was with some friends yesterday. I had a board meeting out in White Salmon, which is um, where the Pacific Hermitage is. That's a, a branch of a Baigiri monastery that we helped found, you know, that we did find, found <laughs> in um, around 2006, 2007. And I'm on the board, and so I go out there once a quarter to meet with other board members and uh, whoever comes and the Ajahn uh, to sort out the next few months. <clears throat> and I, I drove out with uh, a couple of people, a new spiritual friend, so someone I've met just recently in the last few years that we've served on the board together and um, a spiritual friend that I've known since I started practicing. So 20 years, maybe a little bit over 20 years I've known her. And so it was quite, um, we had a wonderful Dhamma conversations all the way up and all the way back as, uh, as one does, uh, being together with Kalyanamita, spiritual friends in a car for an hour and a half headed to uh, do some Buddhist activity and then back again. So you sort of make a day of it, a whole meal of it. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I didn't realize, you know, I knew that I'd been practic practicing with this, my friend Carol for many, many years. We met in the super early days of Portland Friends of the Dhamma. And, uh, but she, she, she knew the first place that I ever lived in Portland when I moved here. I didn't even realize. And she said, oh, I used to live over there by the freeway. I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> How do you remember that? Oh. You know, and I remember sitting in her living room. Uh, some, a monk had come, like some pretty, I don't know if it was Ajahn Amaro or Pasano kind of sitting around in a circle on her living room floor, you know, hosting this monastic uh, who had come to visit. <clears throat> and it was, it, was, it was very sweet to kind of look back a little bit and realize how long we've been practicing together. And I was telling her that when it, when it hit about 20 years that I had been in this uh, kind of lineage, this community, uh, uh, something opened in my heart, something um, I realized that this was it, you know, that I had made a commitment to this lineage, to this um, tradition, to this community. It took me 20 years to realize, <laughs> oh, I guess I, I guess I committed. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, and I, I said, uh, I said, and what, what happened, I think, was this kind of, well, I hope I'm good enough because they're stuck with me. You know, I hope I'm good enough because I'm not going anywhere. And uh, not, I hope they're good enough. <laughs> uh, but I hope I'm good enough because this is where I live now. You know, it's family. This tradition to me is family now, for better or worse, you know, sickness and in health, like new people and old friends, uh, 
It's family. <clears throat> and so then, you know, one sort of wants to be good enough. One wants to rise to the occasion. Uh, you know, once one has made a commitment, there's this kind of inner um, interest in cleaning up one side of the street. You know, uh, you want to rise to your commitments. You want to be um, good family. So having spiritual friends, having a commitment in this community, uh, practicing with you all and my friends of many years now, uh, uh, really does buoy my practice and my interest in the Dhamma and uh, keeps me um, uh, wholesome, you know, based in goodwill focused on compassion and developing my practice. Kalyanamita is the term that we use. You've probably heard it. Uh, it's um, translated as spiritual friend or good friend, uh, admirable friend, admirable friendship. And in this tradition, it's also, uh, we refer to our teachers as Kalyanamita. We refer to our guides as Kalyanamita. Uh, a Kalyanamita is someone who has your best spiritual interests in mind and can, is, uh, and in some cases can help you, you know, keep moving in the right direction. <clears throat> the advice you know, the Buddha gave a lot of advice uh, about Kalyanamita. And, you know, one that stuck with me over the years is, you know, we, do, we don't have to find the perfect sort of guide or leader or teacher uh, or friend, but find somebody who's a little bit uh, beyond where we are in some part of the path. And so if my... Um, my challenge is, uh, you know, bringing my mind to, to a concentrated, collected state, then seeking out people who are skilled in that area, seeking out teachers who uh, can explain it, can guide me in that way. Uh, or if my challenge is, uh, <clears throat> you know, bringing up uh, happiness and joy and uh, gladness for people uh, who are experiencing good fortune, who are doing good things, letting go of jealousy, letting go of envy, uh, letting go of resentment, then to find a teacher to seek out Kalyanamita, Kalyanamita, uh, who are uh, a little beyond me in that area. Uh, so we don't need to find the perfect you know, friend or teacher or guide that, uh, you know, embodies all of the qualities. <laughs> there <he is. laughs> we can, uh, we can kind of draw near to people who we can see about them, that they embody things, uh, that they embody characteristics that we're working toward. You know, that's why living in community, being in community, committing uh, 
over the long term is really useful. It's because you come in contact with so many people that uh, are skilled in goodness, as the Buddha said, you know, are skilled in goodness. And that goodness could have a lot of different uh, sort of um, uh, characteristics or factors. You know, skilled in goodness might be skilled in generosity. You know, I didn't really quite understand selfless generosity when I started this practice. I only kind of had practiced selfish generosity. <laughs> like, oh, you get something for me because we're related or because we're friends or because you're nice or because, you know, or whatever, because I want something from you. And not even in a, in a, um, not even in a manipulative way. I wasn't even conscious of it, you know, but I knew after seeing this, after seeing this, uh, that that's how I treated generosity. That's how I practiced it. And so then seeking out people who were trained in generosity, who had been practicing it, who selfless, uh, selflessly gave uh, out of goodwill, kindness, compassion, love of the Dhamma, all these things. It was really good for me. It was really interesting. Uh, my friend and I were laughing last night. Actually, all of my, my friends in the car, we were just laughing yesterday because we, we, uh, we act in ways that we learned how to act, right? We're born, we're, we grew up in families, we lived in places, we had communities, our parents taught us things. And, and I realized, you know, oh, yeah, I do. I do everything that I was taught, I guess, but I didn't mean to learn it. <laughs> I just grew up in the conditions that I grew up in and then learning, uh, understanding, coming to this uh, tradition and realizing that goodwill is a skill, you know, something I can learn and practice. Happiness is a skill, something I can learn and practice. I mean, that was revolutionary. It was an, it was an eye-opening and all is not lost. <laughs> I wasn't born miserable, so I have to stay miserable. <laughs> I can learn and practice compassion. I can learn and practice generosity. I can learn and practice gladness. I can learn and practice equanimity. I was like, I can learn anything I want to. I can certainly learn and practice this. You know, it was a very empowering, my inner lamp, my inner light came on at that point. There's an empowerment in seeing others learn and practice these skills. Um, I realized I could learn and practice them too. <clears throat> and Kalyanamita is, is also a different kind of interesting um, relationship, spiritual friendship, uh, because, you know, the joke around here for a long time was we should barbecue. <laughs> we like each other, let's hang out. And inevitably we would not hang out <laughs> because this is what we have in common. This is what we're interested in. This spiritual life, this advancing on the path, this progressing, it's a different kind of friendship. It's a different kind of being together. There's nothing wrong with barbecues. 
but this is where I see my spiritual friends. This is where I want to see them. This is where I want to be. Um, we have something kind of different in common, something that's not worldly. We have an interest in being awake to the way things are, using the Buddha as an example, being present in the world. Uh, that's different, you know, certainly can be practiced at a barbecue. <laughs> uh, but this is where we're going to see our Kalyanamita for the most part. Whether it's this is the first time you walked in here today or you've been here for 20 years, um, this is what we're doing. Uh, here, this is the common thread to our friendship. Uh, and I realized, you know, after doing several retreats and sitting here for a long time that I, I mostly knew people's socks. <laughs> I did not have to look at their faces. I'm very bad with faces, but I could tell you by your socks, you know, or sort of the way that your pants kind of, you know, Oh, those are their pants, they like the cuff of their pants. I mean, this makes me sound really weird, but, you know, that is what we're doing. You know, we're coming together in harmony. We're sitting together in silence, um, especially seven, 10 day retreat, three month retreat, whatever you've done, you know, can't even talk to the person. Well, you're going to get to know their socks because <laughs> you're walking you're like this, <laughs> you're like this, you're like this. It's not about making that connection, that eye contact or having the chit chat or smoothing the way, uh, getting to know each other, water cooler talk. You know, it's about being together in harmony. You might only see your socks for a couple of days, you know, but hand to Buddha. They're seeing somebody's socks <laughs> that I recognize, that I like, that supported me on my practice for 15 years. Feels great. It's interesting. I might not even be looking at people's faces. I don't need a smile from somebody. If I'm looking down, I see socks that I recognize. <laughs> I'm in the right place. It's weird. You know, it's different. It's not of the world. <clears throat> It's of um, the spiritual path, spiritual progress. So to you know, learn of um, the sort of, um, you know, originally in May to learn of Sukho's accident, and then a couple yesterday, last night, to learn of his um, aneurysm and to find that he's on uh, um, life support. You know, Suka and I never barbecued, right? We didn't uh, go out for coffee, although he went out for coffee a lot. <laughs> he, he did this tour de espresso on his bike. He went to hundreds of coffee shops in the Portland metro area on his bike. He was a biker and he was a father and he was a husband and he was a Buddhist and he was an espresso aficionado. And I love to follow, you know, what he was doing in the world. 
but he also came here. He is he helped us bring this Buddha in when we were gifted this by John uh, Fasano. We've been practicing. He's one of the first people I met through Portland Friends of the Dhamma. He doesn't come very often. Uh, he was here a couple of weeks ago, which was interesting. He was at the Hermitage when I was there a few weeks ago. Uh, and I'm sad about what's going on with him. Uh, but it's not because he was in my everyday life. It was because he was an admirable friend. He was on this path with me. He was a beacon of goodness in the world. He was a Buddhist in this tradition. He was a supporter of the Ajahn Chah lineage. He was a supporter of Portland Friends of the Dhamma. So to be with someone, even if I don't know them, if we've barely spoken on and off over the years, there's still this deep uh, appreciation and admiration and gratitude for that, for that, for that admirable friendship, for that spiritual connection. Uh, so it's not like losing or maybe losing my closest friends or family members. Uh, it's a different kind of change in my spiritual path. <clears throat> Yesterday when I was at the Hermitage, um, a couple, a Thai couple had driven down from the Seattle, from Seattle just to meet the monks, say hi, never been there before. It showed up, <laughs> had heard about the Pacific Hermitage from somebody and wanted to meet the monks. And, um, and then sort of, you know, the, the board members who had showed up, we came in and we always do the precepts together and then have a meal. And we came in to do the precepts and this fellow, uh, Peter and his wife, uh, you know, they kind of followed along in the precepts and, you know, kind of did our, our rituals and chanting with us. And then uh, he just said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. This isn't easy, establishing a, a monastery in the, in the woods. I, you know, I don't know the, I don't know the chanting very well and I appreciate you so much. And, uh, and we never met, you know, we never met. He didn't know us. He'd never even been to the Hermitage before, but he has this Peter and his wife that have an appreciation, a deep gratitude for this practice, this lineage, uh, and a deep appreciation for anybody supporting it. So spiritual friends, I'll probably never see him again, no? but we're spiritual friends because he is supporting me on my path and I'm supporting him and together we're supporting the whole thing you know uh, so right then and there I admire you I appreciate you and I admire him and I appreciate him I don't know anything else about him it doesn't matter <clears throat> so you know this um, turn of events with Suko it just uh, has me reflecting on uh, 
what's important and what is useful and what is beneficial and what it, uh, progresses my practice. And in large part, it's Kalyanamita. It's having the right priorities. It's that welling up of happiness when I see the socks. <laughs> the socks of those who practice.